0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. The United States is starting to take cyber and cybersecurity more seriously, you might have noticed. Some members of Congress think there needs to be a high-level position to reflect that. An amendment attached to the House version of the 2021 Defense Authorization Bill would establish a national cyber director in the executive office of the president. The office would have two deputies. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni spoke with the author of that provision, Rhode Island Representative Jim Langevin. So, this is an idea that's been around for a while, and I've been working on it for a while since the CSIS Commission on Cyber Security for the 44th Presidency back in 2008, 2009, or so. It's got renewed traction because the Cyber Commission debated this issue and saw it as a glaring hole in our our cyber capabilities or strategy that we don't have someone at the White House coordinating cybersecurity strategy for the country to protect us against cyber uh, incidents of significant consequence. The other reason why it's gotten significant uh, uh, momentum is because John Bolton, when he was National Security Advisor uh, under Trump, uh, eliminated the cybersecurity coordinator position. I don't think many people really ever thought that that would happen, uh, including a uh, 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 Michael Daniel, who was the previous subsecurity security advisor under Obama. Uh, I, I don't. I, I think that there was a time where Michael was not necessarily convinced that we needed a director in, in, the, in the White House, but uh, in his role, he, he had a lot of ability to coordinate policy. Um, but then, and he never thought that the position would be eliminated, but here comes John Bolton, and I think he made a mistake in recommending that elimination to the president. So I'm hoping that President Trump will uh, get behind this effort to reinstate a stronger position in a cyber director, and um, and that's the really kind of glaring omission in any kind of a cyber policy or strategy, is that you, you don't have somebody at the top in the executive office of the president coordinating uh, strategy, and so uh, it's kind of ad hoc, uh, especially without a, a, a special assistant to the president, even for, for cyber right now at the White House. When it comes to the cyber director in, in the terms of roles, would it be looking at cybersecurity, how the agencies will work with each other? What are the exact sorts of things that this, this person will do? They would, would be really heavily involved in coordinating uh, all, all of the defensive cyber policy for Uh, For the country now, it doesn't get into directing Title 10 or Title 50 operations, uh, so offensive operations. Although the cyber coordinator should be uh, read in and understand the offensive operations that are going on, so that they're prepared for blowback and things of uh, of that nature. But it's it's mainly the the the, the taking point of being the 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 person that is coordinating uh, defensive cyber policy to protect the country of cyber incidents of significant consequence. That is what the whole charge of the cyberspace commission was in the first place is to, uh, is is to protect, create this overarching strategy to protect the country in cyberspace from cyber incidents of significant consequence. Well, in order to do that, you really need somebody at the top that's helping to coordinate that to, to begin with in the first place that has both policy and budgetary authority to reach across government, see across government to understand where the cyber vulnerabilities exist in the first place, so that's one thing that a, co- a coordinator, a cyber coordinator, for example, never had before, is that in the same way you, know, you have the U.S. Trade Representative or you have the uh, the Office of Science and Technology, the, the they the budgets in those areas are so vast that you know they they, uh, they they pass before someone that has eyes on and visibility into and really making sure that we're coordinating policy and not in rural you always are pulling it. They, they pulling the oars in the same direction. Um, that's the, really the role that the cyber uh, director would, would play. So, and what kind of budget authority will this person have? It, it doesn't require that the budgets go back to the agency if they wants to go into the budget process. If the cyber director doesn't like something, but it does uh, allow that person to sh- point out the, the holes in, in an agency. For example, isn't doing enough that you need to you need to fix that. Then it's up to the president as to whether or not he's going to sign off on the budget leaving the existing vulnerability. But at least somebody's going to be, have eyes on and make a recommendation to fix it. For example, we're trying to prevent the next OPM hack from happening. Uh, that was The OPM hack was probably one of the worst uh, intelligence failures or coups uh, that pulled off likely by China. And it stole valuable security clearance data uh, of people applying for security claims is in a very, very sensitive posi- uh, position. That data being stolen and what the Chinese can now do with it is, is going to damage our national security for decades to come uh, and, and the individuals that, that hold these positions. Uh, because you think about what they could do with that, that huge data set with uh, AI and machine learning and connecting the dots. I, I, would, not, I, would, I would expect that it already has or will cost people's lives uh, or, 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 compromise U.S. national security. So we want to prevent that from, that type of thing from happening. first. And the reason that happened, by the way, is because here's OPM, an agency whose primary mission is not cybersecurity, but yet they were charged with protecting this data, or housing this data, and they didn't understand the responsibility and the importance of the data they were charged with protecting. It wasn't encrypted, it was on old IT, antiquated systems that are hard to patch. And, and manage, and uh, as a result, the, 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 you yeah, had an enemy that was able to get in and steal that data. We can't let that happen again. For the future of the executive office of the president, do you see more roles like this coming up? Maybe something for the director of artificial intelligence, or something like that. Well, that's why we are—we um, we incorporated a lot of uh, AI and, and machine learning coordination oversight in this NDAA. Uh, ranking Member Stefanik and I have worked on this issue very closely. And uh, so, um, whether there would be a special assistant to the president for AI and machine learning, uh, it might be early for that. But certainly, a, a cyber director would have a hand in, in looking at at that, uh, at those policies, and making sure that we're we're coordinating uh, the, those policies effectively. Because they are AI and machine learning are going to be vitally important to national security going forward, um, and it's going to be coming more and more. Uh, uh, pervasive and prevalent as an issue, in the in the both in the present and in the future. And I believe you have eleven amendments that made it into the NDAA outside of the legislation that was already proposed in, in it. Were there any that you were specifically proud of that you wanted to bring up? The, the joint uh, collaborative environment, and that's for analysis, working very closely with critical infrastructure. So there's more intelligence sharing and uh, and, and puts context to what both sides are seeing with. With intelligence sharing, um, and then there's the um, the integrated cyber center at CISA. So basically, coordinating response when there is a, a cyber incident of significant consequence takes the guesswork out of who's in charge. That basically those uh, those responses will be run out of out of CISA. Rhode Island Representative Jim Langevin speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.